Hello, word nerds. Welcome to this podcast called The Dictionary, and we are going to get right into the words. First is ashen, A-S-H-E-N. It is the first form. This is an adjective from before the 12th century of relating to or made from ash wood. Now we have the second form of ashen. It is an adjective from the 14th century, resembling ashes as in color, especially deathly pale, as in a face ashen and haggard. You don't want that. Now we have Asher with a capital A. This is a noun from the 14th century, a son of Jacob and the traditional eponymous ancestor of one of the tribes of Israel. And it does say this is uh, Hebrew, Asher, spelled the same way, but it has horizontal lines over the A and the E. Have you ever seen the musical Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat? They, I wonder if they mention Asher, because uh, I think he might have been in that. I don't know. It's been a long time since I saw it. All right, next we have Ashfall. Uh, it's spelled the way it sounds, but it's one word. This is a noun from 1923, a deposit of volcanic ash. Next, we have Ashkenazi, capital A-S-H-K-E-N-A-Z-I. And interesting how, and I never noticed this, the word Nazi is in Ashkenazi, although it's obviously not pronounced the same way. Um, I am really curious now to learn more about the word Nazi and see where that came from. I cannot imagine that it would be related. It must be a coincidence, but that is weird. All right, this is a noun from 1839, a member of one of the two great divisions of Jews comprising the Eastern European Yiddish-speaking Jews, compared to the word Sephardi, S-E-P-H-A-R-D-I. Uh, and I've usually heard the word saf- uh, Sephardic as like an adjective form or adjectival form. Um, so I'm guessing, I, I am part Jewish, I should know more about this, but I'm guessing that uh, Sephardi and Ashkenazi are the two uh, the two great divisions. Um, Ashkenazic is an adjective. And let's look at some etymology. This is from, it says El Heb, is that Latin Hebrew or something Hebrew? Um, The word Ashkenazi with some extra um, accents and things, which is from Ashkenaz, which is medieval rabbinical name for Germany. Oh, interesting. Medieval rabbinical name for Germany. Um, so I wonder how far back that goes. Like, when did that happen? So maybe, maybe Ashkenazi and the word Nazi are actually related etymologically. Interesting. Uh, next we have Ashler, A-S-H-L-A-R. This is a noun from the 14th century. One, hewn or squared stone. Also, masonry of such stone. Number two, a thin, squared, and dressed stone for facing a wall of rubble or brick. The etymology says this is from Middle English achalaire, somehow pronounced from Anglo-French isolaire, from Old French, uh, which means traverse beam or traverse beam. Uh, and that is from Isel, which is a diminutive of ice, A-I-S, which is not pronounced that way, which means plank, uh, from the Latin axis, which is an alternative of assis, A-S-S-I-S. How fascinating was that? Next, we have 
ashore. Am I going through this too quickly or too slowly? Let me know. I feel like I'm talking fast, uh, but there's a lot to get through. This is an adverb from circa 1536. On or to the shore. Ashore. Next, we have the conjunction as how. That is two separate words. Uh, This is from 1741, and we just have the synonym that, T-H-A-T, as in, allowed as how she was glad to be here. I don't even know what that means. Next, we have ashram, ashram. Uh, I think there's a few different ways to pronounce it. A-S-H-R-A-M. This is a noun from 1917. One a secluded dwelling of a Hindu sage. Also, the group of disciples instructed there. Number two, a religious retreat. Yeah, I have heard ashram uh, used a lot before. I don't know if I've ever heard it used in its uh, original uh, meaning, um, but uh, but yes, I have heard of it. This is from Sanskrit, asrama, which is from srama, which means religious exercise. And now we have Ashtoreth, capital A-S-H-T-O-R-E-T-H. This is a noun from 1855, and we have the synonym, I don't know how to pronounce this exactly, uh, Astart, A-S-T-A-R-T-E. It's like the word start with an A at the beginning and an E at the end. I guess it could also be pronounced Astarte, but that seems weird. Uh, This is Hebrew uh, from the word Ashtoreth. Next, we have Ashtray. In the last episode, we had Ashcan, but this is Ashtray, all one word. This is a noun from 1876, a receptacle for tobacco ashes and for cigar and cigarette butts. Next, we have Asher, capital A-S-H-U-R. This is a noun from 1589, the chief deity of the Assyrians. This is from the Akkadian word, and Akkadian is A-K-K-A-D-I-A-N, Asher, A-S-H-U-R. Next we have Ash Wednesday. The first letter of each word is capitalized. This is a noun from the 14th century, the first day of Lent. And then it says, see the Easter table. I have never participated in Lent. I know a lot of people who do. Uh, They give up something for a while. I think it's 40 days. And um, yeah, I I don't do that. Next, we have ashy, A-S-H-Y. This is an adjective from the 14th century. One, of or relating to ashes. Number two, we have the synonym ashen, which we read in... Oh, I think that was the beginning of this episode. Yep, that was the very start of this episode. Next, we have ASI, all caps. This is an abbreviation for Airspeed Indicator. Next, we have Asiago with a capital A. This is a noun from 1938. A pungent, hard, yellow cheese of Italian origin suitable for grating. I didn't realize it had to have a capital A, uh, but I guess it is the name of a thing. And this is from the town in Italy called Asiago. That would be fun to visit. 
Next, we have Asian, capital A-S-I-A-N. This is the first form of to. Uh, it's an adjective from 1550 of relating to or characteristic of the continent of Asia or its people. And now we have the second form of Asian. It is a noun from 1555. One, a native or inhabitant of Asia. Two, a person of Asian descent. Uh, this just sort of reminds me that um, I'm not saying that these words are, are are good or bad. I mean, I know, you know, the term um, oriental is definitely something that we should not be using anymore. Um, uh, but um, it reminds me that this book is a little on the old side, if I remember correctly. Um, and so updating it might be a good idea at some point. Um, but I just really wanted to say that uh, apologies if I read anything that you are offended by. That is obviously not my intention. I'm just reading the book. Um, books like this do get updated and should get updated um, as as um, the meaning around words change. Uh, and so just I just want you to know that. Uh, and I might be updating this at some point. Okay. Now we have Asian American. There is a hyphen. The A's at the front are capitalized. This is a noun from 1973. An American of Asian descent. Asian American is also an adjective. Now we have Asian elephant. This is a noun from 1818. We have the 1B definition for the word elephant. Next we have Asian flu. This is a noun from 1957. Influenza that is caused by a subtype of the orthomyxovirus causing influenza A and that was responsible for about 70,000 deaths in the U.S. in the influenza pandemic of 1957 to 1958, called also Asian influenza. And the subtype mentioned at the beginning was H2N2. Next, we have Asian pear. This is a noun from 1983. Any of various pears chiefly or uh, chiefly of Japanese and Chinese origin that have crisp, juicy flesh usually resemble an apple in shape and typically have yellow, brown, or green skin. I just thought it was funny that it says crisp, juicy flesh because uh, it sounds like it's you're eating a human or something, but it's not. It's a pear. Next, we have Asian tiger mosquito. This is a noun from 1986, a black and white striped Asian mosquito that is a vector of several diseases, as dengue, and has been introduced in the U.S., into the U.S. Thanks for introducing it to the U.S. The uh, scientific name for the Asian mosquito is uh, Aedes albopictus. A-E-D-E-S, and then albopictus literally is spelled how you think it might be. Next, we have Asiatic. This is an adjective from 1602, and this is interesting. Uh, it actually says in italics, sometimes offensive. Uh, so I appreciate you uh, saying that. Um, and what else? So the, the actual definition just has the synonym Asian. Um, and so if you're using it instead of saying Asian, if you say Asiatic, uh, then that could possibly be offensive. Um, and then it says Asiatic. Oh, the original one is an adjective. It could also be a noun, which is also sometimes offensive. So don't use that. Next, we have Asiatic cholera. 
Cholera is C-H-O-L-E-R-A. This is a noun from 1831. Cholera of Asian origin that is caused by virulent strains of the cholera Vibrio. And the scientific name for that is Vibrio cholerae. Next and last word for this episode is um, basically a repeat of something earlier. It's Asiatic elephant. Earlier we had Asian elephant. Uh, I'm pretty sure those elephants do get offended by that word Asiatic, so really don't say that in front of them. Uh, This is a noun from 1803, and again, we have the 1B definition for the word elephant. So, that is all the words. Um, I think I may have to pick... Oh, what do I want to pick? Oh, there's a lot of good ones in here. Um, There's... There's words and things. Um, I'm just going to pick Ashkenazi as the word of the episode because, partly because, I mean, for all I know, I'm probably part Ashkenazi or Sephardic. I don't really know. Uh, I haven't done my DNA testing. But the guy that I mention a lot on this podcast sometimes, uh, Mark Marin, he did uh, his DNA testing thing and it came up. Uh, high percentage of Ashkenazi Jew. Um, But also, I'm just super interested in the fact that the word Nazi is in there, so I really want to dig more into the etymology of Ashkenazi and Nazi and uh, see if they branch off at some point or something like that. Um, And there are lots of options for Instagram posts, so maybe I'll do a whole bunch of them. Go check out my Instagram and see what you find. All right, that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.